If I say weak ass, you say bitch. Weak ass. <sighs> bitch. <laughs> I, uh... Oy, babe. All right, should we start this, bitch? Sure. Go for it there, bruh. I'm gonna, I fucking will. Welcome to episode 90. Oh, shit. I can't believe we've been doing this for 90 motherfucking episodes. That's a lot. I know. I'm sick of you. Bye. Fucking rude. Okay, end episode. End of fucking podcast. We're fucking done. (laughs) We're broken up. Broken. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. Oh, God. We're both exhausted. So this episode is going to be... A goddamn nightmare. It's either going to be really funny because we're going to start getting loopy and weird because we're tired, or it's going to be really like no jokes, straight to the point, tell the story, get this the fuck done. This isn't a funny situation, okay? I'm mad. I'm upset. I'm upset. Christina's heartbroken because she doesn't get to see my face in real life. This it's weekend. true because I have to be a goddamn fucking adult. <laughs> the worst. Yeah, <laughs> uh, hey, uh, 2020. Yeah, uh, fuck you, <laughs> dude. I am so ready. Not, not even necessarily that 2021 is going to be like the bee's knees in comparison. But I just need like in my mind, mentally, a fresh start. Just a new, a new. Just a just a new. <laughs> just a new. I just need it to be new. Oh God! What? When is this coming out? Oh, we're gonna podcast time travel right now. That's what. Yeah, we're doing. we are because this is gonna be the day before Christmas. So all uh, y'all, all y'all have a fantabulous Christmas. You know, happy Yule to- happy Yule tides, you fucking heathens. Merry Christmas Eve Eve. <laughs> happy Christmas Eve Eve. <laughs> so what's up? How you doing? Other than crying at the drop of a hat because you're hormonal you know i am and i had um i had a thing happen (laughs) did you pass something (laughs) i I wish i had no i was (laughs) i was um walking from the living room to the kitchen okay and all of a sudden i just like drop to my knees in pain (laughs) okay i was thinking this was going elsewhere i'm like are we gonna be tmi station right now and everybody's gonna be like oh god oh god (laughs) no i just it felt like i had laid 12 eggs and they were hatching inside me like i had sent you on that gift like i was like this is what is (laughs) and i was like on my knees and mom's like what are you doing and i'm like i don't know what's happening and she's like I was like laughing it hurt so bad like because I was like not I didn't. <laughs> and then I like was breathing like I was giving birth like, <laughs> like <laughs> and my mom is like what's going on and I'm like I don't know like my oh it's like my ovary exploded inside me is what it felt like and my mom calls my sister and my sister's like she's probably just got a cyst on her ovary put a Mm -hmm. heat pad on it and it'll be fine but it's gonna be painful until it like stops like Mm -hmm. spasming and I was like why why is this happening to me (laughs) 
<laughs> Welcome to the life of a cysty ovary. I was like, is this what childbirth feels like? And my mom's like, no. <laughs> Don't even try to compare this to childbirth. You're all like, right. She was like, no. <laughs> Uh, since we're talking about dropping eggs, I had a kid in the kindergarten room today tell me that everybody starts as a seed. <laughs> and I was like, uh, like people? More like a, more like a tadpole kid, but kind of. <laughs> I was like, like people? And he goes, well, no, like a seed, like everybody. And I was like, well, animals start as eggs. And plants start as seeds. <laughs> it's like, so I guess eggs are like animal seeds? <laughs> and he goes, well, that's what my mom told me. <laughs> that's why sometimes sperm is referred to as a man's seed. Fucking seed? <laughs> I just like threw my headphones off. Amanda's like, I'm not going to fucking listen to what you're about to say. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Uh, oh that would be so nice in real life too like if someone was talking and you didn't like it you could just smack your headphones off your head just violently so they're aware how much you don't want to fucking hear what they're gonna say you know or like the kids say yeet. <laughs> you just fucking eat it <laughs> oh my gosh we sound like grandparents today oh god um, <laughs> all right let's get back into it so you heard about my week. How was your week? Well, we kind of talked about your week and your weird little children you work with, but continue. It was very hectic and a lot of uh, interesting things. Um, so many exposures and or whatever happening. So I'm working weird hours, weird yourself. places. What? Quit exposing yourself. Um, it's a weird thing to say when I work in childcare. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one who just said so many exposures. It's a weird thing yeah. for you to say. To COVID, you Deutsch. To COVID, you Deutsch canoe. Oh. Get out of here. I almost cussed at the school agents today. Whoops. Um, one of them was lying to me, clearly. And I was like, my Aunt Fanny. <laughs> okay, my Aunt Fanny. Fanny. My sister sent me a TikTok. Also, she's like, I think I should get royalties every time you talk about me. So now I'm just going to talk about her every time we every time we get on an episode. Uh, I should get royalties. Can we get royalties first, please? Thanks. Bish, (laughs) step aside. Uh, (laughs) She sent me a TikTok before this started, and it was a lady going, "Can we normalize referring to our children as little fuckers?" (laughs) She's like, "You should never call a child a little fucker." to their face but if i'm talking to my best friend or my mother and i need to say my kid's being a little fucker today <laughs> i should be able to without someone judging me because <laughs> kids are little fuckers <laughs> they're, they're fucking savage listen get out of here you fuck oh oh boy <laughs> this got aggressive <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh shit! You got a story, or I do. Do you want to oh. hear? You. <laughs> you. Can I talk now? Or are you gonna judge? I'm. Me? I'm fucking waiting. Are now. you? I was judging this because it's not even how you actually talk. So. Okay. okay. Do you want to hear the? Because I got two prepared. Because I'm. 
Uh, (laughs) I I do too. So I'm going to give you options as well. So do you want to hear? You're not cool. All right. (laughs) You're not cool. Fuck off. We're both prepared. We plan this in advance. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have the fucking plan? (laughs) You want to do. Do you want fucking what? What's happening? Where am I? I don't know what's happening. (laughs) You want to hear. The most recent one or the really old one? Let's do the really old one. I wanted you to pick the most recent one. But okay, well, then you should have just done the fucking most recent one instead of asking me and giving me options. <laughs> and then Hot throwing week. a fit because I choose the one you didn't want. <laughs> well, let me do the longer one tonight. That way, if we want to on Sunday, it won't take us very long. Which Is, is the- that the most recent one? It is. <laughs> Good reasoning. Good reasoning. You're going to like this one, though. (laughs) Okay, I'm ready. This is the one I spent the most time on. The other one was like, holy shit, I need two stories. So I just like... (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, that's how both of mine were. (laughs) I was like, fuck, it's 520 and I haven't done a single bit of research and it's Thursday and we're recording tomorrow. (laughs) Listen, bitch, I'm doing the one I want. So I shouldn't even... I just wanted to ask to be nice, but you were fucking wrong. So I'm just kidding. Whoa. <laughs> it's a lot of aggression coming from that side. Uh, I'm feeling kind of attacked. <laughs> oh my god. Tell me the fucking story. <laughs> okay. Have you, you've heard, I'm sure you've heard reference of this. The murder of special uh, specialist Vanessa Guillen from hmm. Fort Hood. Yes. Don't know much about it. Okay. We're talking about that and we're talking about the fucked up place that is Fort Hood. You. Okay. So. Cap. We're starting with the ending. Okay. Right. Let's do it. Because <laughs> I'm not a hobbit and I don't like to start my my journey at the beginning. In the beginning. <laughs> or I'm not Jesus or the Bible. <laughs> it only makes sense since you read the ending of stories before you actually buy them. Listen. All right. You judge me for that every time you bring it up. It mm-hmm. morally fucking offends you. Uh-huh. It does. My reasoning for it is sound, and I will defend it to my dying day. <laughs> I read books. You are dying on this fucking I hill. Will, that's the hill I'm going <laughs> to fucking die on. I read books for enjoyment. I am not going to read a depressing ass motherfucking goddamn book where the people die at the end. You turn on the news, you hear about people dying. You read news articles, you hear about people dying. Everybody fucking dies. Except in my goddamn books where they have a happy Unless someone dies in the middle of the book. Or near the end of the book. That's happened before. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Maybe you should just spark notes it before you fucking (laughs) get it. I I don't want to talk about it, all right? All right. Okay. Story. Fort Hood. Go. So specialist Vanessa Guillen was born and raised in Houston. uh, She had five siblings. Her mother is Gloria Guillen, and she said she had an interest in the military since childhood uh, when she would play with her brother's toy pistol. She had five, five siblings. I already said that. She attended Hartman Middle School and, according to her family, graduated from Cesar Chavez High School in 2018 at the top 15% of her class. 
Uh, she played soccer, loved to jog, and enjoyed sports and learning. She joined the Army in June of 2018 at the age of 18 and trained as a 91F small arms and artillery repairer. She's a badass. All right. Shit. Uh, so Vanessa was last seen around 1 p.m. on April 22nd, 2020, in the parking lot of her unit at the Regimental Engineer Squadron headquarters of the 3rd Cavalry Regiment uh, at Fort Hood. Her car keys, identification card, bank card, and barracks key were found inside the armory where she worked. Oh. Her family felt that she had disappeared under suspicious circumstances. Before she went missing, she had told her family that she was being sexually harassed by an unarmed sergeant at Fort Hood and that complaints by other female soldiers made against him had been dismissed. Her mother advised her to report him, uh, but Vanessa had responded that she could put a stop to it herself. Okay. She was also afraid of reporting i think and drawing attention to herself because i think her mother was on like a questionable visa status oh and she was concerned about her immigration status and the effects it would have on her making a report i think okay so um her disappearance was investigated under the jurisdiction of the u.s army criminal investigation command or the cid uh and the fbi with the Bell County Sheriff's Office, the Killeen, which is, like, the town that Fort Hood is, like, in, um, Police Department, the Belton Police Department, Texas Parks and Wildlife, and the U.S. Marshal Service, and the Texas Rangers were all okay. investigating and trying to find her. Uh, multiple Fort Hood units, including uh, her unit, began searching within two weeks of her disappearance. Fort Hood is a it's an a army post approximately 340 square miles. So uh it's like a small it's a, a large town, I guess. Right. So, yeah. Uh in early June, her mother told reporters that she did not trust the US Army's handling of the investigation and her attorney, Natalie Quam, said she believed the family was being kept in the dark because few details had been released regarding her disappearance. On June 13th of 2020, there was, like, a huge protest. This was all over the news. Hundreds of people assembled at the gates of Fort Hood to protest what the organizers felt was a lack of information on the case. The CID reported that they found no evidence that Vanessa was assaulted, but said investigators believed foul play was involved in her disappearance. On June 23rd, uh, Congresswoman Sylvia Garcia, uh, whose district that Fort Hood is in Mm -hmm. uh, went to Fort Hood to discuss ongoing the the search for Vanessa and authorities said that more than 300 interviews and over 10,000 hours were spent investigating her disappearance wow however on June 30th of 2020 army investigators were called when contractors discovered partial human remains along the Leon River in Belton the area had previously been searched by Texas Rangers detectives and cadaver dogs on June 20th, after a burn mound was discovered nearby. Investigators theorized that the remains, previously buried under concrete, had been dug up by wildlife. Uh, Tim Miller, director of the Texas AccuSearch, stated that it was the most sophisticated burial site he had ever seen. Interesting. Later that evening, around 8.30 p.m., authorities re-interviewed Cicely Ann Aguilar, 
a local area woman who was the girlfriend of a soldier at Fort Hood. Uh, She reported that she was the girlfriend of Aaron David Robinson, a junior enlisted soldier. Robinson was one of the last known people to see Vanessa on the day of her disappearance and had previously been interviewed by authorities in the case where he had stated their contact on the day was about equipment she was working on and he left and she was fine. Right. That it was very like work as normal type of thing. Correct. However, Aguilar told police that Robinson told her about killing a female soldier on Fort Hood. At the request of law enforcement, Aguilar placed a controlled telephone call to Robinson who said, baby, they found pieces and texted Aguilar multiple news articles to which he never denied anything in response. So he was like texting her saying, oh shit, they found her basically. Right. Without saying I did it for sure, but with also not saying, what what the fuck are you talking about? So on that same evening, Robinson left the base unobserved after hearing the news of the discovery of the remains. Soldiers were actually confined to their barrack rooms because of COVID restrictions, the COVID-19 restrictions. So oh my gosh, sh- this is so recent. It's so yeah. Okay. So he should not have been able to leave because he was confined to the barracks, but he somehow managed to get out. Um, but on July 1st, the Kylene police located and attempted to make contact with Robinson, who pulled out a handgun and killed himself. Oh, damn. Okay. Before he could be taken into custody. That escalated quickly. Yeah. So Aguilar was arrested by Texas Rangers and held at the Bell County Jail. On July 2nd, uh, Bell County officials stated she would be transferred to federal custody to be charged with one count of conspiracy to tamper with evidence because she admitted to helping dismember and bury her. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So basically what she admitted is that um, Robinson called her and said it killed someone. And then she helped him transport, dismember, and kill and bury Vanessa. I don't give a shit how much I love you, how long we've been together. That fucking ain't happening. Right. You know, wow. Okay. No friend. <laughs> no. Even you, Nielsen. No. You, you called me and you were like, hey, I need help. I'd be like, okay, I'll be right there. And 911. 911. She's fucking crazy, man bring extra tasers <laughs> take her down <laughs> take her down use a horse trank okay no. <laughs> so um the u.s attorney's office western district of texas is in charge of the case and prosecuting on behalf of the state united states government they're going to prosecute her for tampering with the evidence and basically helping to dispose of a body right so a bill named I am Vanessa Guillen, um, after a hashtag that encouraged military members to talk about their own sexual harassment and sexual assault experiences was also introduced. Um, and that's basically to make it legal for a military, military personnel to report sexual harassment to an outside body. Mm-hmm. instead of having to do it within their ranks it's ridiculously common for both genders for, oh yeah we're gonna get there it's wild okay go on <laughs> so a public memorial service was held for vanessa on august 14th in houston where her coffin was decorated with the mexican and american flags it made a lap around her high school's track and then it was laid in the school's auditorium for like a wake in memorial service that lasted mm-hmm. over seven hours because there were so wow. many people Wow. Uh, so for months, activists, politicians, and, and uh, 
Vanessa's family called for an investigation into Fort Hood, which is the nation's third largest army base. And on July 10th, Ryan D. McCarthy of the Secretary of the Army ordered an investigation into Fort Hood's command culture after a year of violent deaths, suicides, and complaints of sexual harassment on the military base. It's now at the center of a military congressional and independent investigation into its leaders and several of the soldiers' deaths. Two of the cases listed in the congressional investigation are those of Vanessa Guillen and Sergeant Elder Fernandez, who was killed in an apparent suicide, which was labeled as a hanging. Uh, It involved reports of sexual assault and harassment. So both of them, both him and her, had sexual assaults and harassment, which sparked a separate investigation into how the Post handles claims of sexual misconduct. So several statements made by Fort Hood military families during his congressional visit were that he documented is, I don't feel safe on base. Fort Hood is where careers go to die. I'm afraid I will find my husband hanging in the shower. I am deeply concerned about the soldiers here, and I am deeply concerned for their families. Mm. So the Times reported they found 159 non-combat deaths of Fort Hood soldiers since the beginning of 2016. Jeez. Which included seven homicides and 71 suicides. Uh. So this is what tagged me, like, which, like, not tagged me, but sorry, somebody tagged me and I got the notification as I was looking down at my phone. This is what, (laughs) like, got me interested in it because I was trying to read up on like what happened because I had I had kept hearing it and seeing news stuff about it but I didn't really know what was going on mm-hmm. so I googled Vanessa's name and then I like propped up to this Times article where I was like what the fuck is going on at Fort Hood and then I dived in so we're almost I mean I just have some a couple more things to now we're getting into one of the families that was tragically affected by the reality of the data of how many suicides was that of Patricia Troyan, who was a licensed therapist. Her son, Logan Castillo, a Fort Hood soldier, was found dead in his off-post home last November, and they believed he killed himself. Her son, Troyan said her son had no previous signs of mental illness, and he began suffering from suicidal thoughts and depression once he was stationed at Fort Hood said the Army and local officials have yet to release any details in her son's case except the fact that he died of hanging. Okay. <clears throat> uh, and there's, like, been... I'll get it. I'm, I'm jumping ahead. Um, even as, like, the people were rallying around Vanessa's case, much of the public were unaware that two other Fort Hood soldiers were killed a few weeks before her disappearance. Really? So on March 1st, Specialist Shelby Jones was shot at a night at a strip club in Killeen and then taken to a nearby convenience store where someone reported the shooting to authorities. He died at the scene as medics tried to save his life. Two weeks later, local authorities found three dead with gunshot wounds inside a Killeen apartment, including 23-year-old Freddie Beningo de la Cruz. Uh, a few weeks after Vanessa's disappearance, the body of Brandon Rosecrans of Fort Hood was found with gunshot wounds on a roadside about 20 miles east of Killeen. In mid-June, while they were still looking for her body, uh, Jones, Delacruz, and Rosecrans investigations um, 
civilians discovered the remains of yet another soldier, Gregory Wedel Morales. Um, he was listed as absent without leave in August of 2019 after he disappeared just days before he was scheduled to finish his career in the military. Shit. Um, his mother previously told the American an American statesman that military that neither military nor local authorities properly investigated her son's disappearance. They just marked him as leave without permission or AWOL, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, they have arrested arrests in the in the Rosecrans and Dela Cruz cases, but the others still are they don't know what happened to them. Um, in addition to the soldiers at the center of the five homicide cases, the army has released the names of five other soldiers at Fort Hood who have died stateside this year. Um, Christopher Sawyer, Mihor Morta, Cor- Coralton Chi, Francisco Gilberto Hernandez Vargas, and Elder Fernandez. So it makes one wonder because these aren't all necessarily on Fort Hood's like property, correct? It's like in the city where they live off campus and whatnot. Is it is it like the city's dangerous it, too? On top of that, well, there's there's debate about that because the sheriff the sheriff is saying that they have to put you have to put it into perspective that Fort Hood is like he said three hundred sixty square miles, right? Basically, the city. population. So, in the population of a large city, these deaths. The, this many deaths and things like that aren't as remarkable but mm-hmm. when you compare it to uh, fort bragg in north carolina it has more soldiers than fort hood and is larger than fort hood it, it had only one homicide so far this year yeah that's a, why i'm like and no suicides <laughs> it- i think it has to do it, it's not only I don't think it has it's just it may be a mixture I think a lot of it though is some of the culture though at this location mm-hmm. because Fort Hood and Kyleen's this the town that it's a part of history of violence dates back more than a decade so Fort Hood were the lo- was the location of three mass shootings in the past 30 years Okay. In 1991, George Henner drove a truck through a Lubby's cafeteria in Kyleen before fatally shooting 23 people and wounding 27 others. Uh, in 2009, Major Nidal Makik Hassan, a Fort Hood psychiatrist, killed 13 people and injured 32 others after opening fire on post. In 2014, Specialist Ivan A. Lopez killed three people and injured 14 more during a Fort Hood shooting rampage before taking his own life. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. The numbers are high. Yeah. Basically, when they're looking at their congressional, the con- congressional investigation, and the reason I looked into this is because I have the results of that as of Tuesday. Mm-hmm. The results of it. And they said the numbers are extremely high when you compare them to any other military bases. Right. Per capita, it's still high, even though it's huge. Right. Okay. Um, adding, he also added, though, that officials have seen some of the Army's highest numbers of cases of sexual assault, harassment, at the, and deaths at that post. So it's not just the deaths, it's the sexual assaults, harassment. So it, I think it has something to do with the culture at that post. Right, it's like so, a bullying culture or something, because that's what it sounds like. Right. It's like, shut up, or you don't know what's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. 
So on Tuesday, December 8th, Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy announced 14 firings and suspensions among the commanders and lower-level leaders as a result of an investigation into pattern of sexual assault, harassment, suicides, and murders at Fort Hood. So he that those relieved of duty included Major General Scott L. Ethland, Colonel Ralph Overland, and Command Sergeant Major Bradley Knapp. The Army spend, suspended Major General Jeffrey Broadwater and Command Sergeant Major Thomas C. Kenny pending the outcome of a new investigation into the 1st Cavalry Division, Division's command climate and program of preventing and responding to sexual harassment and assault. So they fired, like, the big guns. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um McCarthy said that Guillen's murder shocked our conscience and brought attention to deeper problems at Fort Hood and across the Army more widely. He said it forced us to take a critical look at our systems, our policies, and ourselves. Their investigation concluded with nine findings and 70 recommendations, which were presented to Army leaders on November 9th. Uh, they determined that there were major flaws within the sexual harassment and assault response prevention program from implementation to reporting to like reprimanding um, fundamental issues with the Fort Hood criminal investigation command. So they were saying that the CID mm-hmm. like was just terribly trained and poor equipped to do any investigations. Okay. Um, and finally command climate at Fort Hood that was permissive of sexual harassment and assault. And he decided to accept all these findings in whole. So they're now, like, making changes to Fort Hood. Okay. Uh, Chris Schwecker. 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 (laughs) Who's a lawyer and a former assistant director of the FBI's uh, criminal investigation division. Mm -hmm. He led the investigation. And he said about three quarters of the soldiers interviewed by the panel were women. More than 18% recounted sexual assaults, uh, and they discovered 93 credible accounts of sexual assault. Of those, only 59 were documented and reported. He said Mm. lack of confidence in the system affects reporting of assaults. Well, yeah, once you see that someone else is dismissed by their reporting it, they're like, well, what's the point? All it's going to do is get people on my back to give me shit. Right. So what he had said is that many of the, what many of the soldiers needed to, that they had a hard time in the beginning of this because a lot of the soldiers were like, why bother? You're not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. And that they said that once they were able to get the soldiers to believe that we believe you, we need to know. Like they, it opened up the floodgates. Mm-hmm. So they create, they're creating a people first ta- task force that's responsible for making plans to implement the committee's recommendations beginning in March. He also said that he already signed a new policy to follow, to follow when soldiers go missing. It allows commanders to classify missing soldiers for up to two days as absent unknown while trying to determine if the soldier left their post voluntarily. And then they must make a determination and like report them as missing and go from there right uh they were immediately usually listed as a wall which is a terrible status to be at instead of right a minute to be like hey what the fuck happened here like (laughs) right well and then once it's a wall it's basically a closed case right basically they're creating a new process for soldiers reporting 
for duty status and casualty status for to support the the family as well as like the soldiers themselves Mm -hmm. but there's some fucked up shit happening at fort hood yeah i mean in general in the military sexual assault is like much higher percentage than in civilian life Mm -hmm. for everybody like men women anybody because Mm -hmm. it's just not I don't want to say like it's the culture because it's not the culture it's just everybody every system branch anything has its shit bags that take people be advantage of yeah take advantage of having any sort of power or um anything over top of you so right unfortunately but Wow. Yeah, I didn't know half that. Mm-hmm. And well, I kept wondering because I was hearing about her case and then it was people are going like, what the fuck is going on at Fort Hood? There's been like this many deaths and this many. And I'm like, you know what? What the fuck is going on at Fort Hood? Right. <laughs> what What is happening? What the fuck is happening? And then I dived into it and I'm like, holy shitballs. That's a lot of deaths. This is weird. <laughs> it's important yeah it's and it's good that they're like making steps forward to Mm -hmm. make it uh less of a hospitable well like her family would not fucking let it go like they went to the tippy top they went to the white house they were like Mm -hmm. no this is not something's up this is not this is not how we do things no no her mom actually got put they, it said that she was paroled i'm like what the fuck does that mean and it, it was that's what they call when they they're you're in the middle of like your immigration process and it's not been finalized they gave her what they call is a humanitarian parole so that right so she could work towards this stuff and not didn't have, to, have worry to worry about trying to figure all that out while her daughter was missing and murdered basically yeah right which makes sense um but yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Very, very recent. It was kind of yeah. weird when you're like November sixth, and I'm like, holy shit, that was like a month ago. Yeah, due to due to COVID, <laughs> and I have numbers as of Tuesday. And yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh shit, I want another Reds. Well, I got and a piece, so go get it. Let's do this, Captain. Early. Early 2000s, 90s commercial kid jump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm 19 again. Had a customer yelling at me today. Right now? <laughs> no, today. And he was going off because he priced his giant order out of the 2018 catalog, which is not valid anymore because it's 2020, bitch. And <laughs> it's Britney, bitch. It's Britney, bitch. And he was just going off and I'm tired and don't have the fucking patience for your nonsense. And he was like, I priced this out of the 2018 catalog and I already gave the price to my customers. So what am I supposed to do? And I said, well, I guess you shouldn't have done that. Should you have? <laughs> and then I was hey like, there, buddy. That was, was like, stupid. In my head, I was like, whoa, weekend, Christina, you need to calm it down. <laughs> I guess you shouldn't have done that. Now, should you have? That's like exactly how I said it. I was like, you're a simpleton. I guess you shouldn't have done that. Now, should you have? Like, And he was like, he literally stopped yelling and went, 
I guess not. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. You know what? I'm hearing a lot of stuff that's not my problem. <laughs> There's so many things about this that I didn't do. So. Hashtag not my problem. Hashtag kiss my booty. Kiss my ball sack. Gee. Ew. <laughs> hey. hey. Nah, dude. Hey. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> so, I'm going to ask you. Do you want fucking weird or do you want child killer? What do you fucking think? Fucking weird? Yeah, I don't ever want to hear about a child killer. Like, ever. Like, that and child molester. Let's just it's not a child. Them. Let's just pick it up. Just You're going to pick it up and eat it. Just so I know we're on the same page, I'm talking about a child who kills. Oh, not an actual person who kills children. Oh, let's back that up. Um, let's hear about a creepy fucking kid. Let's do that. All right. Well, <laughs> let me back out of this other one then. <laughs> I like how I'm still I'm going off on this tangent. And you're like, hey, bitch, that's not what I was talking about. <laughs> like, yeah, child blister. <laughs> like, I don't think you understand what I meant. <laughs> you, you don't like kids. You don't like adults. Should we just stick with fucking middle of the road age? (laughs) Okay. I'm going to tell you about Clay Shrout. Sounds like a killer. Continue. You ever heard of him? Nope. Well, Well, you're about to. (laughs) (laughs) So Clay Shrout lived with his mom, his dad, and his two sisters in a small town in Kentucky called Union. Um, Oh, there's my cord. Whoopsie doo. (laughs) Uh, the population was about, uh, 1200, uh, in 1994. Uh, they lived there in an upscale neighborhood. Uh, they moved there in 87, about seven years before that. And the two parents, Harvey and Becky were college sweethearts. And after they graduated, they got married. Very sweet. And then they had their three kids. Clay, Kristen, and Lauren. a couple of demon children, crotch goblins. I wouldn't talk about all of them. <laughs> oh no, he kills them, doesn't he? <laughs> hashtag foreshadowing, hashtag not really, just a spoiler alert. <laughs> hashtag talking shit about dead kids. All right, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they had Clay, Kristen, and Lauren. Clay, in 1994... In spring of 1994, excuse me, was 17. Kristen was 14 and Lauren was 12. Um, Becky stayed at home with the kids and before that was a teacher. And at that time, she decided to go back to school and get her master's in education. Since the kids were old enough to, they were at school most of the time, you know, Mm -hmm. it would give her, she'd go back to work, basically. Um, Walter was an executive, excuse me, (laughs) I almost missed letters in that word. (laughs) Um, executive at a computer paper company is what I found. <laughs> um, made me think of the office. <laughs> and there's last name is Shrout. <laughs> you know, Shrout, Shrout. <laughs> um, so they regularly attended church and Walter was a church elder while Becky taught Sunday school. They were basically just, and she was in the PTA and stuff. They were very uh-huh. community All oriented. American family. Exactly. 
um, upper, I wrote, ooh, upper middle class. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, upper middle class. So the kids were all honor students and considered very bright. The girls were extremely involved in like gymnastics and they did horse riding and showing, you know, upper middle class type of things. Didn't save Um, them at the end of the day though, did it? Uh, (laughs) while Clay had a part-time job at a fast food place, that was his like extra thing that he did other than school. Um, he wasn't much into like the actual school extracurriculars. Uh, he was considered a computer whiz and was super smart in like trigonometry and all of the like mathematical science type of things. Um, but he was basically like a genius. Uh, Clay was an outsider. He wore a black trench coat, combat boots, and all that fun stuff for the early night. Did he have bleached hair? No, but he did have um, a fade to a really long fro looking thing. Oh, so he was like a Columbine wannabe then. It reminds me of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like that was also like a style at that point. Like it was that grungy outsider. It was people who wanted to be Columbine. I hate the world type. Well, yeah, like the angsty teenager Mm -hmm. types. Mm hmm. So Clay became a cowboy. Take off the trench coat. Okay. It's just my cowboys did. They wore the big dusters. That's what they were. They were fitted trench coats. Yeah. Dusters. Yeah. I fucking know. Don't act like I don't know. I've seen John Wayne. (laughs) It's. I feel like you don't. You don't. You shut. You have you. Yes. They're. It's the same thing. The fabric is different. I know the fabric is different, but the cut's the same. They got the flappy flaps and the shoulders and the the longness. You're Fucking right. You in on. this. You in this argument. <laughs> <laughs> they got the flappy flaps and the shoulders and the longness. <laughs> Fuck you, got me. I got. You, got me. I got, you know what? I've got no argument to that. <laughs> hurts my head (laughs) my eyes are watering and I can't see (laughs) fine I win (laughs) back to this fucker all right uh so Clay became fascinated with gore and death sometime around 1993 when he was 16 you know so are we so we can't judge i know see this is where i'm like (laughs) angsty teenager like whatever i angst 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 angst. (laughs) at this point i get it um but he started collecting brass knuckles and knives um we're starting to get into a a little bit more of a hardcore angsty guy (laughs) um and he started making pipe bombs okay you had just you had me till you brought the pipe bomb (laughs) i'm just saying in the like three articles that i read they listed he began collecting brass knuckles knives and building pipe bombs in a list like those were the same thing no those are different levels that's different there one is you're a fucking (laughs) geek you're not cool what are you gonna do with those brass knuckles there guy 
you're not like that the, cool it's like the oh, kids cool. that collect the swords yeah and i'm like oh cool that level which blade so do i everyone's got a swiss <laughs> army knife well <laughs> hey what are you doing with that bomb <laughs> this is what i'm saying every time i'd read it i was like why are we saying this so casually like this is a normal 16 year old activity <laughs> to be fair having two older brothers they did tend to blow things up in the backyard quite often and i definitely have seen like the the pop bottle bomb things that yeah. people tried to make where it was just but like there's, chemicals there's a difference that burst between taking nail polish and dumping it in a dixie cup <laughs> making a a miniature bomb mm-hmm. that just goes poof <laughs> in the backyard <laughs> and a pipe bomb yeah you know just again different levels <laughs> uh so clay and his girlfriend broke up at the end of 1993 oh that must have been so hard for him he he was heartbroken uh and he started getting high and using lsd <laughs> always that's that's a good reaction to breaking up with your girlfriend i'm really upset i'm gonna start tripping balls <laughs> dude if i was tripping balls right now and you were wearing that donut <laughs> blanket i'd be like it's You're a so living s- gumball machine i'm so hungry <laughs> oh start looking like if a- i was high i'd be like i could i could use a fucking donut right now <laughs> just start looking like a looney tunes cartoon where i turn into a ham <laughs> wow but instead i'm just a talking donut you look so succulent don't tell me i look succulent that's weird succulent. <laughs> okay so like in your sprinkles your sprinkles look delicious <laughs> oh my god okay okay so in focus. may of 1994 clay quit his job in the middle of a shift just left out just of nowhere said- fuck this shit i'm out basically he just left i dream of doing that sometimes well and i i'm sure it had something to do with like the drug use his mental state all that and where he was just like i can't handle this bye i just think it would be real cool to just do a table flip sometime and just be like fuck it i'm out (laughs) you know what (laughs) fuck it i'm out (laughs) fucking hulk it (laughs) (laughs) um so Uh, Then, on May 22nd, he brought a stun gun and bullets to his high school. Wait. Uh, He just brought bullets? Yeah. You can't put those in a stun gun. What are you going to do with the bullets? Throw them at people? I mean, they're kind of (laughs) hard. I don't know. I don't know if it was, like, a weird flex or what, where he was like... It's a weird flex, but all right. (laughs) I have fucking bullets. You want to see them? Uh, for this, he was ordered to serve 50 hours of community service because he got caught and got in trouble. Um, and he was grounded from driving his phone. Well, the phone, because it was 94 and driving pause the phone. I was like driving the phone. What does that mean? (laughs) Yeah. He can't drive the phone anymore, but he was, he was grounded from driving the phone and his CDs. (sighs) My compact discs, mom. I need those. (laughs) and that's what they said that that was usually what they went to because he was so attached to them that it was Mm -hmm. like when he'd get in real trouble it was like because there's nothing like tripping balls and listening to your compact discs on your walkman um dude i just was thinking about when i used to wait by the radio to record something that was playing on my 
fucking cassette tape <laughs> recorder that I asked for specifically for Christmas for a CD player and cassette tape recorder CD player. So it was fucking cool. And I remember I- on the bus... You had to buy if I well, I was always breaking because I'd always drop them the fancy ones I'd get for Christmas or whatever. So then I if I wanted a little portable CD player, I'd go to Walmart and buy like the twenty dollar one. Mm-hmm. And then when you're on the bus, you'd have to like <laughs> it, it would like shock up those a shitty one, so you'd have to like hold it up in the air like it was like <laughs> a pizza platter, so it wouldn't. <laughs> I totally saved a cassette player. Kids these days don't understand the struggle. Because when I would mow the lawn at the the parsonage, the church for my one of my j- summer jobs when I was like 13, 14, um, I used to have to use a cassette player because otherwise the lawnmower, because it was such a divity like lawn, mm-hmm. it would the CD players just did not work. <laughs> it was like or I had to use my CD player when I got my fancy one that actually picked up radio stations. I'd have to listen to the radio. And And I couldn't tuck it underneath my lap because then I would lose the radio signal. (laughs) This has been Amanda and Christina are old as balls corner. Back to the story. (laughs) This is Amanda and Christina in the early 2000s. (laughs) Living the dream. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so two days later on May 24th, uh, his mom and dad went to his high school to watch Lauren play in a concert. I guess she played like xylophone. So it was like a Mm -hmm. band concert. What a fucking nerd. Hey, shut it. (laughs) I was a band nerd. You big dick. (laughs) I would have been, but our band teacher was creepy and I was like, fuck this shit. I'm out. (laughs) He was creepy. I just never did any of the individual stuff. I was like, I could look at his chest hair when other people were in the room. I was fine with that. <laughs> Didn't he get suspended for having porn on his school computer? Um, I don't think it was having porn. It was like, it was a site that he wasn't supposed to look at, but I don't think it was like specifically porn, but he did get suspended while they did an investigation into his computer. <laughs> was because was it what, like Tara, I think, had found it or seen it on his computer. Yeah. It was like, this is weird. and told the office it was porn <laughs> for it sure was, it was fucking burn okay fucking <laughs> anyway so they went to this concert and that night clay set his alarm for 5 a.m the next morning and went to bed um when he woke up he went to his dad's jeep got his 38 mustang pistol um he then entered his parents room while they were still sleeping and shot his mother and then his father while they were sleeping bang dad started waking up bang shot him um he then entered Kristen's room who was 14 if you remember um who was awake from the shots i'm assuming and was sitting on the edge of her bed and clay had told her that he accidentally stepped on the gun and it had shot which is why she had heard it and Kristen started kind of lecturing him about gun safety like obviously the dad had guns in the house, mm-hmm. so they had taken like gun safety courses. And so she started being like, you know that you're supposed to like, you know, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then he just shot her while she was lecturing him about it. Hey. Um he Don't then began Yeah. He then began down the hallway to Lauren's room. And on the way there, he had to pass his parents' room again. 
there he saw his father was still alive and pulling himself towards the door um, to, I'm assume escape or try to get to the girls or whatever it may mm -hmm. be. And so Clay shot him two more times. How many rounds are in this gun? Um, if it's a pistol, it depends on what the yeah. clip is. Um, usually it's between like, I want to say eight and 12, depending on the size of the handle in the clip. Okay. Um, so he continued into Lauren's room and she had also just woke up and she started telling him about this nice dream that she was having. <gasps> yeah. And she's 12. Keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, and Clay just shot her as she's telling him about this nice dream. And it makes me wonder like how the sisters, when he like lifted the gum gun and pointed it at them, like how they reacted oh. because neither of them seemed at all worried. Like it wasn't like a, this is a weird situation. And we already think that our brother is a little uh, like odd. Yeah. Um, so, so sad. Um, anyway, so after he finished, he went to get his dad's cell phone, which it's a 94 cell phone. So mm -hmm. you can imagine it's huge. Um, he called his best friend and it was about 6am at that time. And they talked for about 45 minutes and he told him like a detailed confession. Why that is that so, that is so dark. weird. No, yeah. like when I had my other, that Paris Bennett guy. Mm -hmm. After he got done murdering his little sister, he called his best friend and just had a fucking nonchalanty fucking I know how to say it, it's nonchalant, but fucking talk. Nonchalant. Nonchalanty <laughs> uh conversation with his fucking best friend. Like, why do why that's weird? Well, and that's where I'm like, I don't know if his best friend didn't necessarily believe him. Like, I wonder if he was a shit talker, and so he was just like, mm, okay, bud, okay, like buddy. whatever. Uh, but he called him, he talked to him for about 45 minutes. And then he told his friend that the reason that he killed them was because he was planning to steal what he could from them and then take off and disappear himself was his thought. But the reason he had killed his sisters was basically that they would call 911 and he wouldn't get enough of a head start mm -hmm. to get away. Uh, Clay didn't flee, though. He had gone to prom a couple weeks earlier with his friend Danielle, and after talking to his best friend, he went to Danielle's house. Um, as she was leaving her house, Clay grabbed her by the arm, pulled out his gun, and at gunpoint, brought her to the car that he drove over there and drove her to the high school. Um, Clay brought Danielle into his first period class, which was trigonometry, Mm -hmm. and had her sit at a desk he told the teacher that there was a student in the in the school with a gun holding people hostage and asked her to lock the door to keep them out so he said there was a different student with a gun in the school so that she would lock the door and everybody would be locked in that room with him who was the student with the gun oh god um once she had locked the door he pulled out the gun and he told the well he told the class that they should just continue doing what they're doing. And he just sat down at the teacher's desk for a while. I don't know if it was just, he was comfortable with this teacher or what, mm -hmm. um, but he came into this class and he sat down and he told her, 
I had a really bad day. I just killed my family. <gasps> and she's like, she's like, bitch, I get okay. paid minimum wage. I right. do not get paid enough fucking money to listen to you <laughs> tell me how you killed your goddamn family. You bitch. So, <laughs> so after that happened and the teacher was like, oh, okay. So he's just sitting like at the teacher's desk and tells the class to continue doing what they're doing. So they kind of just keep going with the class. Yeah, sure, bud. Like, I'm going to do my trigonometry homework. Right. Um, at that time, somebody knocked at the door. So the teacher went to go answer it. Clay told her it was fine. And it was a different student who had needed this teacher to sign some sort of a paper for him. Mm-hmm. And so as she was signing it, she like mouthed to this kid. There's a kid with a gun in here. And he's like, uh, okay, runs to the office, obviously. Why didn't she just write call 911? instead of signing it i i don't know christina seems a little less risky but okay (laughs) i'm sorry are you judging her for trying to get help in the wrong way i'm just questioning uh it sounds judgy as fuck you sound judgy as fuck fucking continue okay i was just asking a question okay First of all, who the fuck are you talking to? Because <laughs> I know it's not me. <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> fucking catch these hands. <laughs> catch these fucking hands. So when he got to the office, they called the sheriffs, obviously, because it was a small town, so they didn't have a police department. Um, so the vice principal, balls of steel, first of all, walks down to this classroom. Does he Chuck Norris the door open? well no he just walks down to this classroom and is like asking clay to come into the hallway this kid with the loaded gun he's like come into the hallway we can talk like you know whatever and clay refuses so the vice principal goes well if i come in there will you let the teachers the teacher and the students out of the room and so clay's like sure and so he walks in the teacher and the kids get the heck out of there and it was I just I'm like how do you just like I'm just gonna figure this out it's fine I'll just figure it out it's fine uh we're gonna talk quickly the class empties out and as soon as Clay had let this vice principal in it was like two minutes later that the sheriffs showed up and they were outside the classroom and as soon as one of them like drew their pistol drew their gun he surrendered and was like you know take me whatever mm-hmm. so he gets arrested uh deputies then went to his home and found his family's bodies uh and in september of 1994 clay pleaded guilty but mentally ill um sentenced to life with chance of parole after 25 years and in march of 2018 was the first time he was eligible for parole okay uh between 1995 and 2005 he had 29 infractions for behavior um, including things like having shanks and weapons and stuff Mm. Um, he applied for parole in 2018 when he was eligible for it and he was denied and the next time he's up for parole could be 2029 and i think it's just because of the infractions that he's had that they're like we're not like giving you the two-year option usually Mm -hmm. that's like every few years they'll do it Mm -hmm. um 
at this time, he's 43 years old and in custody in Kentucky State Penitentiary in Eddyville, Kentucky. And that, I tried to like not get too crazy detailed like I've been doing, where it like it's really long and whatever, but enough details to tell the story. Fucked up. Like I cannot. Like my siblings drive me fucking crazy, and I cannot imagine ever doing anything other than like punching my brother in the balls occasionally or like kicking my sister over a coffee table which i've done right like <laughs> not only that you know normal lip shot normal his swing stuff he shot his fucking parents i know i could i could i could never i can't even imagine it without getting upset no i can't linda thomas stop it but um i thought it was a pretty interesting not as well-known case of a that was a fucking horrible story. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, you chose it. So listen. You chose not, crazy kid. You're not over not, weird story. You're not <laughs> wrong. You're not. You're not. Hey. You're not. So all right. I like hey. I like the way uh, your face looks. I like <laughs> I like the way you move. I like the way you move. That ass. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from the heat i like the way your friend shorts make me feel my shorts <laughs> <laughs> yeah i forgot about i gotta watch that hey, movie again i like the way your friend shorts make me feel my shorts i am sorry that is too forward <laughs> <laughs> whoa whoa buddy whoa <laughs> hey do you want to should i talk about that weird message i got from that one dude yeah you should on the dating site I got, first of all, he says my full name. He goes, hello, Christina. And then the first thing he says to me is, you have very nice skin. And I'm like, why is this creepier than if you would just sent me a straight up dick pic? (laughs) Well, and it's like, the sentiment is nice, I guess. I mean, but I don't know if you have like the undertones of you must have a good skin regimen or I want to wear it on my face. Yeah, like <laughs> I like your skin. I want to wear it on my skin because that is that's a lot for a first greeting. <laughs> All right, Buffalo Bill, calm down. I do put the lotion on the skin, but I that not for you. <laughs> It puts the lotion on the skin, or else it gets the lotion in the basket. Puts the fucking lotion in the basket. Oh fuck! I love Silence of the Lambs. I do. I do too. I do. I do. <laughs> I do. I do. All right. Well, hey, happy Christmas, Ron. Happy Merry Merry Merryness. You're supposed Kids. to say Happy Christmas, Harry. <laughs> but Happy Christmas, Harry. You didn't. <laughs> hey, you didn't say it in the English accent. You can't just obscurely say Happy Christmas, Ron, like this, and think I'm gonna know exactly what you're talking about. Happy Christmas, Ron. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. <laughs> well, well, see you later, kids. Uh, um. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for happy Merry Christmas and happy Merry Christmas. Happy, happy Yuletide, you fucking heathens, and uh happy Christmas Kwanzaa. Hanukkah? Krampus night is like the fifth, right? I'm pretty sure. S- what? Hanukkah? No, Hanukkah Krampus. Changed. Krampus? Oh, I don't know. 
Krampus night. I'm confused. <laughs> Let me take a look at the Hanukkah schedule. <laughs> I'm a calendar. I think it's happening right now. Oh yeah, Hanukkah began yesterday. Oh, well. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Enjoy the holidays with your family, whether it be in person or virtual. And uh, you spread the word, but don't... Maybe don't spread yourselves because we don't want you to give everybody the COVID. You can spread cheer, though. You spread cheer. You spread the word and you spread yourself like you should be spreading cheer. (laughs) This almost worked. It almost worked. It didn't. It doesn't doesn't work. Spread the word. Spread cheer. That doesn't. Spread your cheer. (laughs) All over town. (laughs) All over town. Listen, don't be a dick, okay? (laughs) Okay, let's go ahead and say don't be a dick. I love you. Happy Christmas. Follow us and shit. Mm, Bye. Okay, bye, Felicia. (laughs) Bye, guys. For real, having her (laughs) with (laughs) my... Ew.